0: Another episodic, fantastic adventure, it's It's Doc Doc to another episode of Tacomania I'm your co-host, Desmino, here with my tag team partner, tagging you in all the way from Florida, J-Bomb. What's up, man? How's it going, dude? It's going good, man. I miss you. Come back home.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like, I get that, but it's so beautiful here. And I mean, I've been drunk since Saturday. I don't even know what day it is. Anymore. What day is it, man?
0: It's a when Tuesday, Thursday. It's Winthrop's the Tuesday, Saturday (laughs) there. Who cares, man? It's all (laughs) one day. Enjoy it because it's going to be over before you know it. Um, That's how vacations usually go. Uh, I haven't
1: eaten dinner yet, to tell you the truth, and I'm probably like 10 or 12 rummers in. I lost my voice uh, on day two of this trip, Uh, but I'm here. We're talking maniacs. We're making it happen. Dez is producing this show, and I mean, I usually take care of that so Big props to Dez for figuring out how to get this thing done. That's how dedicated we are to this.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, we thought maybe we'd take a week off and let Jay enjoy his vacation. And I would take a little vacation from Jay. Uh, but you know what? A lot happened at Money in the Bank. A lot happening this week. And you know what? I guess uh, there's a love-hate relationship because uh, even though he's in Florida, I, I, I uh, had to get this man this week to talk some wrestling man and have a good time so we are here make sure before we get into yep. it to follow us at underscore talkamania give us a follow on instagram talkamania have you been posting shit up there
1: i have been posting shit um and like i said i don't know what day it was on tuesday i posted something new on instagram live talking about how raw was on that night and they were going to announce a new title and chris rucker over at boot to the face we'll talk about him in a bit but he pointed out, he sent me a DM, and he was like, bro,
0: that happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> so that's means you're having a good time, man. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Awesome, man. And make sure to listen to us, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast tick kicks. I'm not the one drinking over here, guys, and I'm messing up my words. Check out our partners, Full Press Radio, every Thursday morning at 11 a.m., We're playing on there. So check that out. And also make sure to give them a follow at FPC coverage and full press wrestling at FPC underscore wrestling and talkamania.com because that's our website. Check it out. And if you want to buy some merch, some sweet swag, I hope you're representing talkamania in Florida. My wife packed, she got for, okay, hold on. She got
1: pissed at me because I only packed. We're here for 10 days. I packed six pairs of underwear, six pairs of socks, four t-shirts and two pairs of shorts and she was like what's wrong with you and i was like you don't understand i'm literally gonna wear a talk t-shirt me t-shirt every day that i actually put a t-shirt on i'm not gonna wear underwear every day because i'm gonna be swimming she looked at me like i was crazy but yes i have been repping talk in florida i've also been repping the uh the booty to the face
0: so cool man i like it i saw that you were wearing that shirt next to some whiskey guys check it out it was an awesome shot uh, boot of the Face, they like their whiskey. So it was an awesome shot. But yes, if you want to check, get some merch, check it out. Uh, Processingteas.com slash talkamania. Our summer tea is going into style, guys, because look, man, the summer's right around the corner. Pretty excited. Yeah. Jay's got a bit of a head start right now. He's enjoying the sun, but he gets to come back and hopefully we'll be heading into nice weather over here. It has been sunny, so that's a plus. And uh, also, make sure before I finish, twitch.tv slash talkamaniacs. Really cool to have the show going today. It's a special episode, you know. It's uh, from Florida, the Canadian. I'm producing. And a lot of a lot of stress on me, guys. A lot of stress. So I'm gonna <laughs> I, I'm gonna be rolling through the show this week. Jay's gonna be giving his input. Like he said, he's been in Florida. He you watched Money? You did not watch Money in the Bank. Oh yeah, you did the next day, right? Yeah, no. Uh, there was a lot going
1: on. One, yeah. One, I'm down here. Two, there's a million kids. Three, Game of Thrones is on Sunday. Four, I woke up Monday morning to watch Game of Thrones because I didn't even end up watching that. And then after that, I went through Money in the Bank pretty quickly. Um, But I'm definitely going to be taking a closer look when I do get home because those matches seem like... like I didn't watch it as much as everybody else did, but it it seemed like one of the better pay-per-views we've had in a really long time.
0: I liked it. I actually thought it was pretty good. A lot of people were giving it shit because of the ending, but I thought overall it was a pretty good show. Uh, from top to bottom, and even with the ending, man, like you can get pissed about Brock Lesnar winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, but you know the match was still amazing. And of course, yeah, some of these young guys could have used the rub, could have had it to kind of platform from and skyrocket to the next plateau of their or the next, I guess, next challenge. I guess going towards the WWE championship, and then you have Brock yeah. Lesnar comes right back in the picture, so everyone's like really pissed off. Do you know McMahon's in the back going, <laughs> <laughs> you know? It, guy's a genius.
1: Brock Lesnar sat on the ladder and laughed at WWE Universe. And, I mean, I was talking about this with Marty uh, on Instagram. I mean, we've gotten everything that we've wanted, right? We got Becky. We got Seth. We got Kofi Kingston and Mania. Um, we don't want Brock Lesnar with the title. This is the perfect guy to carry that briefcase. You've said it a million times. We love money in the bank, but we don't like what happens after. Where uh, a superstar carries that briefcase around. It's super tacky. It's annoying. We're not going to get that with Brock Lesnar. We're not going to get that with him. And, you know, Brock Lesnar is part of the WWE. He, he's part of their plan. We have to accept it. There is no better role for him than to be the money in the bank holder. I mean, really, it would be good if it was somebody else. I get that. But we have to accept that Brock Lesnar is going to have something big. This is the best thing for fans for him to have.
0: Yeah. And we heard the news that Brock is probably not going back to MMA. He's, I guess, retiring, so to speak. So having come back like this. And also, we, nobody knew what was going on with him since WrestleMania, right? So it was a big surprise. Yeah. Definitely a big surprise. A lot of people thought, oh, well, maybe it was going to be Bray Wyatt coming out. And people were excited for that. Uh, but having it be Brock Lesnar is like, it's almost such a spoil that it's it's just amazing. It's it's just it's, well, it's almost so bad that it's good.
1: Yeah, it is so bad that it's good. And when I was watching it back,
0: I didn't see
1: that Sammy was removed from the match. How was he removed from the match?
0: Uh, so Braun Strowman was out in the back looking for him. Where's Sammy? And they've been kind of going back and forth the past few weeks. And then they found uh, Sammy tied up, uh, ropes around the ankles, tied up to like a wall or like a, a fence, kind of. And uh, they thought it was Braun Strowman, and it wasn't Braun Strowman in the end. It was actually Brock Lesnar, and he ended up taking Sammy out and taking his spot.
1: I liked it, man. It seemed like it, headlines. I have no complaints about it.
0: Oh, the match itself, too, was really good. One of my one of the better ladder matches, too, I can remember in a very long time. Finn Balor put himself through hell. Uh, I mean, Ricochet, too. Like, everybody kind of had a really... Important part in that match. I would say Randy Orton, not so much. I mean, he even hashtagged himself Randy Two Bumps or he got hashtag Randy Two Bumps. <laughs> and somebody asked him, I think it was uh, Tyler Breeze, is like, Oh, were the two bumps that you took uh giving RKOs, you know, landing flat in your back? <laughs> but if you look at it, man, he was like on the outside for pretty much the whole match, didn't do too much. So I really felt like, you know, I get having Randy Orton in there can add some excitement to Randy Orton fans, but Alistair Black, man, why not throw him in that match? I think it could have been really cool. It just didn't seem like the right fit, I guess, for him in that in that type of match.
1: Yeah, I, I took a look at that match, and and I had to continually rewind and watch that spot with Finn Balor with the powerbomb off the ladder. Oh, It was a sunset flat sorry, but it ended up being powerbomb. I mean, that balance that he took. Uh, I think it was Baron Corbin who either rock bottom or sort of choke slammed him onto the, uh, the the ladder when it was on his side. That looks stiff as balls.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It's funny. And he tweeted out a picture the next or a gift the next morning of all the bumps he took on his back on the ladders. And he's just like, Good morning. You know, it's like, Oh, man. <laughs> Must have it, been sore it, the he, next day. Look, Ali
1: and Finn Balor walked out of that match looking like a million dollars. They really did. I think Baron Corbin looked pretty good in that match as well. Yeah. And, and all that to say, the fact that Brock Lesnar, to get all that heat, walked out the winner, but those three other guys got huge elevation from that match. So, to me, it was a success.
0: Definitely a success. And look, I think the the plan is to have Brock go to Saudi Arabia and challenge Seth Rollins. Apparently, next week, they're saying that he might reveal who he's going to challenge. Mm-hmm. And since they're setting up a, a match for Kofi already, which we're going to get into, it seems like Rollins would be the natural choice. Uh, he's going to be involved in Saudi Arabia. I know they like him over there. So, is this going to be the match where he cashes in? it could very well be it. And then we don't have any money in the bank throughout the year, right? So you don't have that excitement yeah. or that anticipation of somebody cashing in, which a lot of people are bummed out about. But at the same time, it's good to change it up every year so it's not the same every year. And so I guess anticipation and statistics change a bit because before it was like, remember it was like, if you win this briefcase, you are winning the championship. It was like 100%. Yeah. And then became like 95% and then 90%. And now it's down to like, you know, you know, maybe 80%. Like it's, you know, we've seen some losers lately. And then you're like, okay, well, when you win it, you hang on to it for a long time. Well, sometimes they're cashing in right away. Like Bailey and Alexa Bliss, we saw that right away now. So, you know, you, you need to find that balance. And sometimes, like you said, it drags on for too long and people start calling themselves, you know, Mella in the bank or, you know, money in the bank or money, what is it? Monster in the bank. It's just, it's, it's kind of like that King of the Ring gimmick, right? You win it's King has- of the Ring- and then you spend the next two or three months dressed with a, you know, uh, a scepter and a and a cloak and a and a hat. It's like, dude, it's, I hate that shit. You know, it just
1: you have to be very good to pull that off. You have to be a guy like Owen Hart or a guy like
0: King Booker. King Booker was even stupid, but he was so good at it. <laughs> so it was exactly, like, yeah, exactly. yeah, no, it, it did, it did work. But look, OK, so we were we had our live show on full press last Sunday, if you guys are checking it out. And we're going to do it again for the next uh, event as well, too. So make sure to follow them and follow us. We'll be putting more news out about that. Um, but we went up against Boot of the Face podcast, right? This is the rubber match between the two of us because we had one over them at Royal Rumble. I think they ended up beating it. Well, they ended up beating us at WrestleMania. And then this was money in the bank. This was for the money in the bank. Mm. And funny enough, we ended up tying again. Tying again. Yeah. Ties are frustrating. You know, we, we're top shit. You know, I, I could say that. You know, we're, we're top titties. We're top titties. That's it. We're, that's it. And, you know, we're able to kind of, we, we're connoisseurs. We know the formula. We kind of know what's going to happen. So the predictions are kind of tight because we both have the same mentalities. And when it came down to it, you know, look, we saw Rey Mysterio against Samoa Joe. We were quite certain Samoa was going to win. And he lost. But did he? I don't know. Because, I mean, if you look at that shoulder, it's not just questionably up. It's, like, way up. They're making an angle out of it. The commentators were talking about it. So, apparently, uh, Joe had broken his nose or was busted open until they called the match short, which is another short Joe and Ray match. Thanks again. So, that was questionable. And then, look, our pick for the main event, Sami Zayn. Gets taken out. How fair is that? Come on. At the very least, we should get the substitute. So that would mean Brock Lesnar.
1: I just mean, I don't want to make it sound like we're trying to win. We should be decisively winning. You know, it's like blaming uh, uh, a hockey game loss in the referees. Right. We well, this,
0: it. Is coming, this is coming from a Bruins fan, right? So. Uh-huh. And this has come from half, man. We were teasing shots. (laughs) What this means now is we are going to kick boot to the face's ass. Next pay-per-view, we're going to school you guys. So that's it. We're setting out another challenge for you guys. If you're up for it, let's do it. Let's get her done, man. Let's get her done. All right. So let's wrap up Money in the Bank. A few other things coming out of it. Kofi Kingston showed that he was a legitimate champion by beating Kevin Owens cleanly. He yep. beat Sami Zayn again this week as well. So he's taking out big names and getting big wins. So, like, this is, was my fear, right? He's going to win the title. Then he lose it, like, the week after to Brock Lesnar. Or he lose it at the next pay-per-view. But he's been defending on Raw, defending on SmackDown, defending on pay-per-views. And he's going to Saudi Arabia to defend as well, too. So he is a fighting champion, building up the credibility. And I like that. And they're even having him talk about how he is being told he should be a more serious champion. And he's trying to be a more kind of like, you know, he's, he's, he's trying, but he's still he's the same old Kofi. I'm just glad because this to me says that when he does lose that title, he could still be like, you know, a possible contender in a future matchup on the line and not going back to jobbing. I was just worried it was going to be a flash in the pan, but he's clearly proving his legitimacy. So it clearly is a new day.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, people have to be happy about Gophie Kingston. We weren't sure what was going to come out um, of Money in the Bank. You know, Kevin Owens not being involved in Mania. You mentioned it on you know last week's episode, maybe they're going to give it to KO to kind of make up for that. But it's nice to see that he's not going to be a paper per that he's actually, you know, legit. beating credible names, winning pay-per-views. Um, and, then, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what the future holds. We'll have to see what the future holds.
0: Well, uh, you didn't watch Raw SmackDown, right, this week? No, I did not. I did not watch Raw
1: SmackDown. So I am going to this podcast pretty long. Not going to lie.
0: So you're not hip to who the new challenger is? I have no idea. I know that Big E returned. I have no idea who the new challenger is. Big E returned. He did. And then he got jumped backstage. So By who? Uh, well, that was kind of the big question. I mean, he, was, he was going to take on Sami Zayn, and he got jumped. So obviously Kevin Owens has got to be to blame, right? But during the segment, guess who jumps? Guess who makes the return and jumps Kofi Kingston? Who's that? Adolf Ziggler. Oh, Dolph's back. Dolph Holy is shit. back. So he jumps Kofi, beats the tar and of him, beats him up, puts a chair around his neck. His head crushes it. It's he gives him a brutal beatdown, like brutal, disturbing. You have fans in the audience that are like tearing up, like oh my god. They put him on a stretcher. They're pulling him up the ramp, and he ends up like getting off the stretcher and walking out, walking away in his under his own power, which is mind blowing because you just see the beating that Ziggler gives him. Like, it's really bad. It was a pretty bad beatdown. And then he cut a promo, Ziggler, and it's his usual promo where he comes back about like being unappreciated and feeling sorry for himself and. His whole thing is like, you know, he took advantage of an opportunity and he worked his his ass off for years and look where he is now. It should have been me. It should have been me. It should have been me. Uh, Which, you know, is a pretty easy angle to go work. Uh, But you know what? His promo was really heartfelt. I gave a lot of emotion into it. He got weepy. um, So maybe there was some realness to it or maybe, you know, the comedy and acting lessons have been paying off. I don't know. But uh, it was cool. Cool to see Ziggler back. But I have to feel this is just another like, Opponent for him to go through, I guess, you know, because look, you could you use the word. You I'm not going to use it this week. I'm not going to use the F word. <laughs> so we're, we're looking, so we're in Saudi Arabia. We know Daniel Bryan's not going to go there. We now know that Kevin Owens said no to Saudi Arabia. We know Sami Zayn will go to Saudi Arabia. So Kobe Kingston needs a challenger at Saudi Arabia. And well, Ziggler will do anything. So call him up. <laughs> He'll come over and he'll get a nice payday out of it. And uh, there you go. And Kofi will beat uh, Ziggler and he'll go on to the next challenger after the fact. So it's more kind of finding a, cha- uh, a suitable challenger going to Saudi Arabia for Kofi, I guess. And then finding somebody that he can go through. Because look, you know, Ziggler's part-time at this point, more or less. And hey, yeah. if, he want, if he beat Kofi, cool, that'd be awesome. Uh, but I, I, I actually genuinely, I always was a big Dolph advocate. I wanted to see him have title runs. But I actually am okay with uh, Kofi beating him at this point, you know, so.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's good timing. Uh, I didn't know Dolph was return, so that's really awesome to see. Uh, from the sounds of it, he pulled it off really well. Um, but, yeah, there's no way Dolph is going to pick up a victory over Kofi Kingston at this point. But they will probably put on a really good match.
0: Now, did you watch the women's ladder match at Money in the Bank?
1: Uh I watched tidbits of it because, honestly, I, I made a huge mistake. After I watched Game of Thrones in the morning, I jumped back on Twitter because I was like, okay, you know, the media blackout is over. I can get back on. And I kind of forgot, oh, shit. Money in the bank. And everything kind of got ruined for me. So I knew that she'd won the match. So I did go through it. I did watch the Carmella spot. I saw that she looked like... It seemed pretty legitimate. She seemed pretty pissed off at Mandy. So I don't know how that progressed on Raw or on SmackDown. But... From my blind perspective, it looked legit, and uh, the outcome seemed great, and the cash-in was awesome.
0: I mean, Bailey's over. Well, we talked about that, too, in our predictions show, right? I think Rucker called it. He was basically saying, look, you know, uh, had these matches back-to-back, or back-to-back-to-back, you know? It's kind of what I chimed in with and said that, you know, look, it's going to be Bailey. It makes the most sense because you know, she goes through uh, her first challenge and she should, I, I'm upset. She lost her second match, Becky. It's, it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, and it's, also to the spot, like the, the boot that she got and got pinned, like it doesn't even hit her in the face. It looked yeah, really bad. It's horrible. It I looked, did catch that. Yeah. It looked, it looked terrible. And I get, you know, having Lacey involved in all this stuff, but what I would have had at least is like have her beat Charlotte, you know, and that feud. And she actually is Becky two belt. And she did meet the challenge. Right. And then had Bailey come out and cash in. And that was kind of, you know, what I what I would have probably done. And but you know, it, it was still very nice. And I'm happy for Bailey. And I feel like that's them kind of also sticking it to Sasha, if you can say what you want, yeah. but I feel like it is. I would have maybe ended it a little bit better than just like an elbow drop. Like she kind of threw into a turnbuckle. I would have kind of like I, perfect for me, this would have been perfect, would be she catches Charlotte into a belly to Bailey, goes on the ground, but still keeps holding on to her, then rises her up again for a second belly to Bailey, kind of like the German suplexes, right? The three of them. But she does two uh, belly-bellies, and then she goes up and hits the elbow drop, and then it would kind of been like, I don't know, man. Her elbow drop's not a usual finisher. Like, I don't know, like, you see Charlotte and Becky, they go through these grueling matches, and they kick out of everything, and then, like, a boot pins them, you know? Like, it's just... Yeah, the boot was weak. The boot was
1: weak. And you know what they could have? They could have had, like you said, let Becky be the true Becky Two Belts, and then they could have had Charlotte boot her in the face. They could have had Lacey give her the woman's right. They could have done all of that after the match. But I don't know if you posted it on Twitter or if you texted me directly, but it's so apparent that this is just giving Charlotte one more title reign yeah. without giving her a title reign, right?
0: So. For sure. They want to get her up there as fast as they can, and it's kind of almost ridiculous at this point. People are taking shots. I think Rusev, too. He's like, you're you're the ultimate champion. Teach me how to be like that. And then Charlotte's like, well, first win one, and then I'll help you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then she even tweeted back. She tweeted somewhere like, drop your first name. Drop your last. uh, Was it Andre Almas? uh, Get rid of your first name, and then picture of a girl, and then championship. So it's kind of like Andrade. Get rid of your name, get the girl, then you'll get championships. I think it
1: was was drop your first name, and I think she posted a blonde girl. I think that's what it was. So I think she was saying like, you got to drop your name, you got to be blonde, and then you got to win a fucking championship.
0: Oh, well, maybe that's it too. I mean, it could have been interpreted in many ways, but uh, that's funny. I love when wrestlers go at it, and you don't know if there's real heat or not because they've been trading barbs back and forth. Quite a few people, even Carmella and Mandy Rose, like you said. Uh, Carmella tweeted out like they kind of were going back and forth and saying like, you know, like, oh, you want to be me? Oh, go back and dye your hair blonde. You'll never be me. Oh, I don't want to be you. Like, you know. <laughs> call me when you're when you're like more safe in the ring and all kinds of shit so it's uh it's cool to see the girls go at it it is it is
1: so so is it was it was Carmella a real
0: injury? I don't think so. I mean, I don't I I don't know. I don't really care. It didn't look like <laughs> it. it looked like she kind of just shoved the ladder and it kind of clipped her in the kneecap. So like maybe it was because it didn't look like it was anything at all. But mm. to have her leave like that and then maybe come back, maybe it was to uh, have that element of surprise. Maybe she was dealing with an injury where she couldn't be involved in too many spots. Like, I don't know. I'm not gonna read too much oh, into she, it because
1: she came back in the match?
0: She came back in the match later, yeah. And, and not, oh. not 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 too much long later either, you know. I thought it was gonna be a big swerve or someone's gonna take her spot, but no, uh, she was all right. And she wrestled this week as well. And she's uh she's actually involved in it in, and we're gonna talk about it soon. The 24-7 championship angle, uh, because right now the current holder is our truth they okay, on.
1: The 24-7 belt was real? I th- like, I saw so many posts online of, like, people coming up with ideas of what it could be, a Legends belt, uh, the Hardcore Championship belt. And they did see the 24-7 belt, and I was like, <clears throat> that's the worst, um, like, fan idea I've seen. That's actually what they did?
0: It was probably the worst part of Monday Night Raw. Like, the show itself wasn't terrible, but I don't know, man. I mean, from start to finish, the whole segment, like, Mick Foley came out. He had the, the belt down, and he's walking down the ring. And he starts his promo before he even, like, gets halfway down the ramp. And he comes down to the ring. And as he's coming down to the ring, he's moving the belt around a little bit on his shoulder. And the bag kind of, like, opens a bit. So, like, the end of the belt is, like, hanging out. So, you can already kind of see the belt a little bit. And the segment was sloppy. And it seems like he kind of was just told what to say and went out there, kind of like he like got on a plane, went to the airport, got to the arena, and walked right out without like knowing a script or anything. And just, right. it wasn't. An, and also, here's a big thing, right? They're bringing him out there because he was really, I guess, key to the whole hardcore area. And the hardcore title was something that was a lot of fun because it was defended 24 hours, seven days a week. And people liked the Attitude Era. There's all this nostalgia tied to it. But, you know, if you're not going to keep things PG, they're like, well, we can't have a hardcore title. but let's have a title we can defend 24 hours, seven days a week. So basically, this title is the hardcore title without the hardcore association to it. So that just makes it sad. I don't even know if you can... I, think just, I don't know how it's going to be... Def- it looks like it's just going to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're going to have fun with it. It's a belt that kind of gives the lowest card people something to do. Because when yeah. Mick took it out... The crowd was completely dead, fell flat. It bombed. It really bombed. And then he wow. put the belt down and said, I'm going to leave this right here. And then the whole like lower card of the arena runs out. You got Mojo Rawley. You got No Way Jose. Titus O'Neill who ends up just picking it up and running away. Now he's a champion? Like He didn't pin anybody he Didn't do anything? Like, why? How did he win this championship? Just by picking it up and running? And then Bob Robert Rude pins him on the stage. And then... Robert's running around for the rest of the night and R-Truth helps him escape. And then he ends up uh, screwing over Robert Roode and he's now the champion for the past uh, couple days. So I think there could be a lot of fun with this title. I'm trying to look at the bright side. Um, I'm sure it's going to change hands. Like, you know, while we're at work having our lunch, we'll go on social media and be like, R-Truth got pinned by Carmella at a restaurant down the street. It's not like, you know, there'll be some fun aspects to it. The biggest letdown, I think, why the fans why they failed the segment so dramatically was because people wanted the hardcore belt and they wanted hardcore to be back. So if this is just, you know, pinning a jobber and who's the best jobber and who can hold onto the title the longest, like unless you're bringing back Bob Holly, I don't care. (laughs)
1: You know what? I get that. I could see it being a letdown because when I found out that that was actually the thing, it seemed to be quite a letdown, but it does give an opportunity to, but somebody on the on the lowest of the low card, um, they can maybe make something of this. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: They were running through the hallway, and guess who was trailing behind them? Ginger Mahalway. So he's officially now in the twenty four seven title picture.
1: No, I get that. I get. I I, I see the fall of Ginger, but it could still take somebody who's like really. If somebody does something well with this, and they're does become a uh, like a rain, like a something that catches on, like a subculture, like the fans online get behind somebody who does end up winning this eventually, it could become something. Do, do you know what I'm saying?
0: No, for sure. Yeah, it's week, it's week one. Let's see what happens. Let's see what they do with the title. Obviously, the unveiling of it was like cringy garbage. Like, I would recommend uh, Jay to go back and watch that just to see well, how terribly... I it all at home, just to see how terribly it was executed. Like, it was just... It was a mess you know and the he was a bit stumbly and just the execution and also people were like oh my god the hardcore title and then it was like what what's this you know it's kind of like kind of like for christmas you wanted that i wanted the 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 recon snow gi joe and then they give me like summer picnic gi joe and i'm like that's not the one i wanted you know it's like (laughs) it's just not the one i wanted it's not what i wanted you know so unless they can add some hardcore element to it it's not what i wanted We'll yeah I feel like it
1: was definitely it was definitely a letdown but like i said let's be optimistic and hopefully somebody can get over with this title
0: cool talk about getting over and talking about things that are getting over it's going to transition into my next topic how did you feel about i didn't get to, I didn't get to ask you at the time the game of thrones finale were you satisfied with it did you get what you wanted
1: okay the game of thrones finale holy shit um Season seven was so good. Okay. And we're at season, season 8 it's been the final one. Season seven was so good. Season eight has been really good as well. But season seven was really something special. Um, the last few episodes, I get like the season, the last season of any show that is really good is always, I'm not going to say a letdown, but it always feels like it's happening too fast. But like anything in life that's really special, you feel like that moment is like, you know, falling away from you. So, as I was watching it, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. What's going on? This is fucking crazy. Everyone's going to be pissed. But then, as I'm digesting it, even before the episode ended, you started seeing where the four characters. I mean, I don't, I mean, spoiler alert, a thousand percent spoiler alert. The Starks fucking cleaned house. So. For me, it was so out of nowhere. I never saw that kind of ending coming. I thought it was phenomenal. It took me a day or two to digest. And to know that the four of them now lead the entire world, to see where the spinoffs can come from, um, I thought it was a really good ending to probably one of the best written shows I've ever watched. So. I was very. Oh,
0: nice, man! I like that. Good stuff. It almost makes me wish I was I had watched it. Actually, I, it doesn't matter. I did. I do wish I had watched it. But awesome! It's crazy,
1: as I'm telling you, it's one of those shows that you can have, um, you can be spoiled while it's happening, and if you give it give it a year, and then go watch it from the beginning. I think that's my it, plan. It's you'll absolutely never see it the
0: genre that interests me too. I liked all kinds of stuff like that. You know, the
1: Red Wedding was a spoil for me. Uh, however, when I was watching it, there's so many fucking weddings in that goddamn first few seasons. Yeah, but you telling because,
0: me that now, now I'm going to be like, oh, it's not the first wedding. It might not be the second one. It might be the third. Oh, no, dude. Like, no.
1: Even me saying that won't spoil it. There's like 150,000 fucking weddings per episode. It's insane. You're like, and then when it happens, you're like, shit, was that the Red Wedding? And I had to go Google, was that the Red Wedding? Like, it's... what When it happens live people are so fucking insane on twitter like we're wrestling fans man people are insane on twitter when it happens when you actually watch it back like i saw the i saw people freaking out about brock lesnar winning that money in the bank and when i watched it i knew it was coming i knew when ali uh, climbed that ladder it was coming when it came i still came my pants (laughs) i still got fucking goosebumps that music hit and i was like oh this is so well done that was such a good ending to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view.
0: Okay, what I was tying into, season finales. Last night, I watched a season finale on my own. Not as great. Not as many people died. Uh, but the Miz and Misses was on the finale last night. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Really? I've missed a lot of the season. Uh, they don't have it. The app that I watched it on, they have... Episode 1 and 2, if I don't catch it directly after SmackDown, I don't usually see it. I'm waiting till the season ends, so I'm happy to hear it is. Um, it's really good, that show, though.
0: It's so stage is ridiculous, it's though. It's so stage is it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, it's really getting worse each episode, too. You're like, oh, my God, come on. But you know and what? As long as you know special. that, you can have fun, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. But it's special for us because we're Montrealers. So we understand, like, when they speak French and they write right at the bottom, it's not. Always the same.
0: No, that's I mean, what people need not, to have- yeah. And often like Miz will say something in French and be all proud about it. And he doesn't say it properly. So you no, know, and I'm like, Miz, just, just stop. But I think it was like au-, really au-, au revoir. And he's like, Oh And he's like, Yeah, good <laughs> Miz. And it's like, no, it's not how he says it. But okay, so the Miz, see the finale. But I'm gonna tell you, so the Miz has been really active, kind of in, in being involved with Shane McMahon. We saw Shane literally escape again this this uh past Sunday, money to the bank, right out of his shirt. Fell down to the floor. We finally get the truth. He is jacked underneath there. So good for you, Shane. Same shape.
1: I didn't notice that. I thought he kind of had dad bod.
0: I didn't look at the gut, but I mean, I don't know. He looks all around like he's in pretty good shape. But regardless, I don't know why I'm talking about that. I like women. Um, But look, (laughs) what I wanted to say is the Miz took on Drew McIntyre this week. And it may have been the best Miz match I've seen him wrestle. He was all over Drew McIntyre. He was dominant, throwing him around. He ended up losing the match because of a distraction. I'm telling you, man, Drew made The Miz look really good because of his selling. But at the same time, man, his aggression and the match itself, a lot of you guys probably didn't really pay attention to it because it's you usually get to one of those vanilla Miz matches. This was actually a really good match. And one of my favorite matches all week long. So uh, not not counting money in the bank. I'm saying Raw and SmackDown. Uh, right. Really good. So props to The Miz. Okay, so that was a great match. I'm going to tell you my match of this week, though, however, and this is worth going back and watching. And I know when you get back, J-Bomb, you got Raw and you got SmackDown for last week and this week to catch up on. But if you're sitting down on the throne, you can pop open the YouTube or whatever, I would tell you to check out this week Cesaro versus Ricochet.
1: So you watch wrestling matches while you shit?
0: No, I'm just saying if you have time. (laughs) Oh, do I? No, but I'm just saying. It's like a seven minute experience. You can sit there, you can poop, you get pleasure out of that, and get pleasure out of Cesaro and Ricochet going at it. I so don't me, doubt
1: Cesaro and Ricochet. I, I I read your notes and just seeing that, I was not surprised.
0: Not only my match of the, the of the week, it maybe my match of the month. Like uh, it was yeah. it was really good. Cesaro and Ricochet, the, the chemistry they have, that's what they did in the ring. Cesaro has a new entrance theme, by the way.
1: Oh, good. That's time.
0: We yeah, I don't about know. That, so. I don't. I don't think it's that great. I mean, from what I heard, it just. I hope they play around with it and maybe edit it around a bit. It Doesn't seem like it's not like as catchy or as impactful. It's just kind of subtle and in the background. So, mm. that guy's always had a problem getting a good theme song. So you know, um, <laughs> we have tag team match. So we have Becky and Bailey versus Lacey and Charlotte. Tag match. I like it. Cool to see these girls go at it. Now I feel like they might be pushing oh, Charlotte.
1: I got to interrupt you. He said Becky and Bailey? Yeah. Your notes say Becky and Sasha versus Charlotte and Lacey. Is that wishful thinking, does?
0: No, it's just a typo because I'm busy and I'm <laughs> writing notes and producing while you sit by the pool in Florida. How about that, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Touche, All right. Look, Becky, Bailey, Charlotte, Lacey. I hope I got that right now. And a tag yeah. match. Good match. You got Bailey getting the win over Charlotte yet again. So that was awesome to see. Now, I have to think, with them having Charlotte and Lacey together, are they teasing a tag team with, with these two? Because honestly, like, these guys, they could be a lethal tag team. And if yeah. you want to make, make a women's division legit, like, have them run with the titles. And kind of tied back to what I was saying was missing this week was the Kabuki Warriors, which they introduced last week. They debuted. They're like, hey, this is the Kabuki Warriors. And then this week, they weren't even on SmackDown. They weren't even mentioned. Not even in a promo. Nothing. So either they realized they made a big mistake or they were stupid for naming them that or they, they don't know what they're doing, man. They don't know how to book Asian wrestlers. And they just change their mind every single week. So I don't know if it's like, well, Lacey and Charlotte are now in their mind for being tag team champions or what it is. But I was just sad that, you know, I feel bad for Asuka and Kyrie and I wanted to see what they were going to do. And I was fully thinking that they would be making a challenge for those tag team titles soon. So maybe they've changed their mind at WWE yet again. Um,
1: the fact that they've introduced a 24-7 title when there's a title like the Women's Tag Team Championship that gets absolutely no love, no time, no no creative effort, again, just proves what we've talked about on this podcast before, that the Women's Tag Team Championship division will probably not last the test of time. But unless there's a huge change in the way things are going, it's a real fucking shame. But Lacey and Charlotte would be a very cool tag team to have in there. Forget Becky and Bailey; I feel like that's lame. But no, Charlotte and uh, and Lacey would be really, really cool. Um, I th- I had the same thought at Money in the Bank when they were both attacking Becky. They just they look like they could be twins, you
0: know. Oh well, yeah, and that's could. I'm kind of like on the fence. One side of me. I'm upset because, obviously, Asuka's not on TV. I want to see her doing her shit, Kyrie or without. I was excited for them to be a tag team. Seems like those are the team they're going to go towards to dethrone the Iconics. And now, ever since we've seen Lacey and Charlotte kind of team together, it looks like the WWE's like, hmm, wait a minute. We can give Charlotte another championship. But you know what? Like, I'm actually, I can totally get it. If I was sitting back there and I saw these two women being a team together, I'd be like, shit, these guys could be something, you know, in terms of a tag team division. So it kind of makes sense to me. I just feel like they got shortchanged. But a lot of time now, too, they're trying to, like, put superstars on every other week, leave you wanting more, leaving you hungry. But to me, it just seemed a bit weird to debut them so strongly last week, and you know, only to not even have them on the show this week. But then again, remember the, uh, what are they called? Hmm, it was quite some time ago. Uh, Heavy Machinery. And, oh, yeah, what about that other team? The Viking Machine Experience Warriors or something like that? Raiders
1: yeah. something. Yeah, no idea. Oh uh, tag Team is obviously uh, a bucket of shit in WWE right now. I still feel like they're going through growing pains, man, with everything that we've learned about AEW over the last few weeks. I don't know if it's a panic in WWE. I mean, listen to last last episode podcast last week. I don't know, man. WWE seems like they're going through something, and... This 24 7 belt is like this weird little input.
0: But yeah, it's no, everything just seems desperate. <laughs>
1: so desperate. You know what? You nailed it. It's desperate. Desi, you
0: got it. It's desperate. It just seems odd. It's funny. They were talking about how, like, they kept making mention how they want to make, like, the third hour of Raw more edgier. So I don't know if it means, like, the third hour is when that title is going to be defended mainly, or if since it's later in the night, they're going to be more edgier. Uh, and you know what, even to that extent, the graphics changed between 10 and 11. So like, there is, oh yeah, yeah. so like the, you know, the, the little captions that will come on the screen say like the Miz walking down to the ring or, you know, going below like uh, Corey Graves and Renee and all them. It's like black, dark black with like white phones.
1: It's so ominous.
0: Oh yeah, God. we'll see what happens if they'll do anything with it. Hopefully they'll listen to the fans negative reaction and tweak it up to make it uh, exciting. But right now, R-Truth is your 24-7 champion. People are trying to find him left and right. There's some fun videos to look on uh, Twitter and WWE social media. Um, and Carmella is actually helping right now uh, him elude everybody. And they're running around and hiding together. And it was funny because they put R-Truth That's- in a blonde wig and dressed R-Truth up like Carmella. And then yeah, had, him, had him running around like a girl. It was really was really stupid. Super stupid. But it's our truth. And he kind of, when he does that shit, it's a little bit enjoyable, you know, because he's yeah, good he at that did. shit. But somebody kind of made a joke today and was like, oh, it looks like they gave Charlotte another title, the 24 7 title. And it's because our truth had a blonde wig on. <laughs> and she actually took offense to it. She called them out and she was all like, oh, that's, you know, that's disrespectful. You should be ashamed of yourselves. And people were like, it's just a wig joke. But I guess they, she took it as, like, a, I'm a man. But, like, that's not at all what it sounded like or came off as. So she's probably just being a bit sensitive, like everybody is these days. But it was funny. Triggered. It was funny. Triggered. Okay, look, dude, you were talking about AEW. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about AEW. Because this yeah. weekend, guys, double or nothing on the 25th of May. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Are you going to be able to watch it over there?
1: You know, I'm going to make an effort to watch it. Um, I've had a lot of guests here at the Villa. And uh, by the 25th, everybody will be on their way home. So it will be a little bit quieter here. I will have a little bit more time. And <clears throat> I am absolutely not going to miss AEW's first pay-per-view. So I'm planning on watching it live.
0: And we know that that uh, Page and pox match has been cancelled. If you look at the actual wiki and the card itself, it's actually been removed from what I saw so, right yeah. now, there's no replacement as far as I know. I don't know if that means Paige is going to be in the battle royale instead. And then if he is, then I just feel like he's going to win at that point, which is kind of lame. I hope they switch it up and make it unpredictable. So, what they said now is that match was originally supposed to be for the AW championship, correct?
1: No, I think it's uh, the winner of that fight for the AW championship. Oh, you mean Paige versus Park?
0: Yeah, it was originally for yes. it, wasn't it? Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I believe,
0: yeah. You're correct. Okay. So, it was originally for it. And if you guys watch the latest uh, Road to Double or Nothing, they almost unveiled the title. Uh, but yeah, it's worth checking out. There's a little bit of it. It's actually good. You go, go and watch the videos, guys, if you want to prep yourself going into this weekend's event. So now there will not be a champion crown at this event on Saturday. Instead, mm-hmm. what they announced today was the winner of the Battle Royale or the... the um, Casino Battle called, Royale. Cassino Battle Royale. It's still Battle yeah. Royale. So I was kind of right is going to take on the winner of Jericho and Kenny Omega because for some reason they just picked those guys because they're special. And whoever well,
1: they are special. They are, they are
0: denied. special. But. So whoever wins that match is going to go on and basically have a match for the AEW championship. So that's pretty exciting. That's going to be pretty cool. A little bit of a shame you're not going to see a new champion at the first event. They should have had like maybe another match later on or something. It would have been cool. Um, because they're taking a match out. You might want to add one. I don't know. Right. I, just, I just kind of feel like not having a champion at your first event is no, like, I don't know.
1: Um, I, you know, yeah, it is odd. I mean, at the same time, it kind of gives you that, like, like, okay, well, there's still something to look forward to. Maybe it can elevate the next event because I know they've had trouble selling their next two shows. So maybe they're mm. trying to do that. But yeah, I could be get to. You know what? The thing is, is that AEW doesn't do anything. Let's be honest, right? Until the 25th of May, this is not even, it's not even something. So I don't want to be smarky about it yet. It's still a I teaser really, company. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it's still a teaser company. I really do want to go into this pay-per-view and just enjoy it. Like, I know that we, we've dragged WWE through the mud. We tend to drag everything. We tend to overanalyze everything. You know, everybody's talking, did you like the Game of Thrones finale? What did you think of this? What did you think of that? I really want to take AEW from a fan perspective and just see if I can enjoy the show. And yeah, it's weird that there's not going to be a, a, a champion announced, but I'm assuming they're probably going to unveil the championship there. And I think there's going to be a lot of high points, so I'm I'm kind of going into it with an no open mind.
0: Cool, I can respect that, and I admire your positivity. Now, do you think John Moxley is going to show up?
1: Uh, one hundred fucking percent, John Moxley. He's number
0: twenty-one, man. That's cool. That's it. Because okay, so the whole thing with Pac was he was actually going to win against Page, but then he was supposed to go on and lose against Kenny Omega, and that's where he was pissed off. Which is stupid because losing against Kenny Omega, it's no shame in that. Pretty sure uh, Pac is a proper fucking busted. bastard. So now. The winner of the battle royale is probably going to go on. I have to imagine now because of this that Kenny Omega is going to beat Jericho again. He has to be Jericho, yeah, again, which is unfortunate. I would love to see Jericho have picked up a win, but maybe, uh, it- maybe he's trolling Cody, and Cody will come out and like, or Cody will distract him, or maybe after the match. Anyways, Kenny Omega will probably win this, and then that means who's he going to face in the battle royale for the title? Well, could be you know Hangman Page, could be a number of people. People are saying yep. Jimmy Havoc. Some people are saying Joey Ryan. But some people are saying John Moxley. And that would be huge. Look, man, his Vignette that he released, he rates the number 25, crosses it out in his cell, on the dice, two and five. I mean, come on, that's, well, come on. What more coincidence do you want than that? Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll be involved one way or the other. I'm not saying he's an AEW guy, but they could easily be like, hey, we'll give you some money to come do a show here or there. And what's stopping him from doing it? So I think that's going to be the case here, and I'm excited, and I have no doubt that the internet's going to be buzzing after AEW. We're finally getting a taste of something different. Well, sorry, we, we have something different in many different forms, but I think we're finally excited to see the first show from AEW. Safe to say?
1: Oh, absolutely safe to say. I mean, I know, okay, the hipster wrestler fans are going to say, fuck you guys, ROH, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, all that kind of stuff. This is the first, like, you're taking the best that we've gotten out of ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling over the last few years. They all laughed. They seemed to be on a mission. Everything has fallen into place as they said it would. And no, I don't think it's ever going to compete with WWE. It is not meant to compete against WWE. If it ever does compete against WWE, it will be purely organic. But I do believe this is the first time in a really long time that they have WWE fans knowing what the hell is going on in another wrestling promotion. I don't think the common WWE fan knows what's going on in ROH or New Japan. I think they might have known that Jericho was over there. I think they might have known that there was something going on with Cody Rhodes, uh, that there was this thing that was called the Elite and Bullet Club and all that kind of crap. But I think everybody's up to page with AEW. And, and to have somebody like John Moxley, if he does headline the next pay-per-view, it's going to be fucking huge for them, dude. Huge. And we should all be excited as wrestling fans. Extremely excited. Especially guys like me and you that you know grew up with the Attitude Era. Not, not to say that these guys are going to deliver what the Attitude Era did. But they're going to give us a more edgier show. A more reality-based show. Something we can get behind like that.
0: Well put, my friend. I couldn't have put it any better, and that's it. It's going to be great for wrestling, and I'm going to be excited. There's so many cool things coming up. Like, again, June, we're going to have NXT TakeOver, Saudi Arabia, Super Show. Yeah,
1: there's a lot. I noticed that.
0: Then we're going to have New Japan Dominion on the Sunday. Like, there's a lot of wrestling coming our way. AEW's this weekend, guys. Make sure to check it out. It's going to be exciting. We'll try to be active and live tweeting and checking it out as best we can. Uh, but again, like Jay Baum said, we want to watch it from our fans' perspective and enjoy the show. There's a lot of negativity going around on social media, and we're trying to look at the, on the brighter side of things. And there's a lot of positive things to take out of Money in the Bank, Raw, SmackDown, the 24-7 title. Yes, it's a desperation attempt. There's a lot of negative aspects, but there could be potentially a lot of positives to take out of it as well, guys. So try your best to look on the bright side, stay positive, enjoy it, and, you know, come on. Yowie wowie, Bray White would want you to look at things in a positive way, wouldn't he? Well, put. Or would he? Well put. Or would he? All right, folks, I think we're going to leave it at that this week. I'm going to let J-Bomb get back to his time. You left your guests, what, waiting for you? What a good host you yeah. are. They came
1: in. Like, we got this huge jug of rum. Um Alcohol's free in the States, basically, compared to Canada. Uh, they've walked into, I'm actually in the master suite bathroom right now of the villa. Uh, my son is still awake, so my wife's gonna kill me. She's out getting drunk with my other buddy's wife. They've come in, they're like, What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, Yo, relax. I'm fucking working. Okay. This is fucking work. This is a passion. And your
0: office is the bathroom right now. Uh,
1: my office is the bathroom. Every man's office is the
0: bathroom. Right, but I should. really
1: do wanna I really do wanna take a moment to thank Des personally. Dude, really, the fact that you put this together is uh. huge. Uh, no, it's huge. And, and same thing, like on Sunday, you, you made it happen. So everybody liked us, liked this guy, he's done a lot <laughs> for the podcast over the last two weeks. So
0: I got to give, give it all up to him. Man. And I didn't even get to go to Florida. I had to sit at home. And, uh, <laughs> and so yeah, but I'm glad J bomb got to go away and have a week, you know, with friends and family in Florida, join the pool and join the sun, Uh, though I can't wait for him to come back because there are some mighty big shoes to fill it's not easy producing uh, but at the same time you know I'm still wanting to bring that content to you guys and excited to do so and learn and get better at producing so that way we know we can share the responsibilities we both bring something to this team and the stronger we grow as a team the stronger we grow as a podcast so I just want to say thanks to all the Talk Maniacs listening at home I'm gonna let J-Bomb head out but before we do Again, I want to make sure you guys follow us at underscore talkamania and check us out on Instagram, talkamania. J Bomb's going to be in Florida a little bit longer. I hope he keeps that shit active. Let them know what you're up to, and let's have a lot of fun. Anything else you got to add, J Bomb? You want to say anything? Uh,
1: Closing out, I just want to say that uh, I'm going to go have more bevvies on the balcony with my buddies. Actually, uh, my buddy Mike Cussy just walked in the bathroom right now. He's giving me evil fucking eyes. He's got a rummer ready for me. Oh, wait. Oh, he's oh, he's taking off his pants. Oh,
0: yes. I think that's the signal to go, guys.
1: <laughs> he straight up took off his pants. This is a fun podcast, even though it was best than the half. Again, Des I appreciate it, man. And uh, I'll see you when I get back.
0: Till then, guys, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> have a happy Rusev Day.